to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Colin, where are we today? We are in the Raven in Glasgow in Union Street. Um, this is the first time in like a month. Is it? Yeah, we've done like four in a row or something that's um, been... Is it uh, Renfield Street? Renfield Street. It's close to Union Street. It joins on Union Street. Yeah. It, it merges. It becomes. Yeah. It's weird. It always freaks me out because it becomes Union what? Street as you go further down. There's it's just a big sign across me saying Renfield Street. Yeah, but I never noticed it. Yeah. Um, but it does become Union Street. It, it, does it blends point, yeah. into it yeah. for no reason at all. It is, it's not only one of the most polluted streets in Scotland. Probably. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's nice to be back here. Like I said, it's a month since we've been in here, so it's nice to... To be back, to be back, yes. home, the, the, the home territory. Yeah, yeah. and we thank so Barry for filling in on the phone over the last couple of weeks. Did, did you do it over the phone? Done it over the phone, yeah. Using your all technology stuff. Technology on the phone, all of them doing it at work, which has been less than fun. Yeah, very it's, not, no, it's like kind of working at work and then having fun in work, but when you have fun in work, it still feels and like people looking at it strangely. Yeah, yeah, we do get a few nods, but kind of what, what they what use doing? Them, yeah. Whatever. Um, but what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm drinking something called American Pale. From? Um, I've forgotten what it is. Merchant, Merchant Brewery. Merchant Brewery. Yeah. Um, I, think I think they're in Edinburgh, from what I remember. Yeah, um, so I, I got this thinking it was going to be quite kind of pale, like Mexican soul, like that kind of pale. Mm-hmm. But it's not as pale as I thought it was going to be. It's a bit darker than I would expect, yeah. It tastes quite blonde as well. That's that is American style, is it not? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's nice, though. Nice. It's nice. They did give me in a quite a fancy looking a feminine glass, glass shall yeah. we say? Um, <laughs> maybe they gave maybe it's a Valentine's hint for me or something. I don't know, possibly. But you like it? It's nice, yeah. yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking my usual, well, not usual, but something this I've had many times before the Brooklyn Lag Lager, uh, which I've had. It's a go-to for you, isn't it? it wasn't the mood for anything new on the, on the menu tonight, so this seemed a nice safe choice. You've got the old favourite, the old, the old Brooklyn. Old. Is, it, is it brewed in Brooklyn? Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Is it imported from Brooklyn? Um, or is it brewed under licence? You always have to worry about that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, um, I get arsey about that, I do. I'm going to say no, because it's got a lot of stuff on the side that like, you, you, you get your money back if you... Um, right, so it's American. So, uh, like, brewed in the bottle by... Yeah, 79, 79 North Street, Brooklyn. Yeah. That's probably see, I hate that when you buy like, a yeah. fancy Japanese beer and it's like yeah, brewed in fucking Sucky Hall Street. Yeah. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah I like you that. also have a different taste because like little creatures the one I really like, they've got a brewery somewhere else, and if it, if you get the ones that are brewed somewhere else, it tastes a little bit different. It's when they use wheat, regional wheat and stuff like that, and that's why. Maybe regional water, maybe the water might be a big mm. thing that makes it, you know, because they always said something with Glasgow waters, they can't use it, they have to pull pipe it in from like one of the locks, remember when that tour we um for Chris's well, stand go to that, did he? They have to uh, bring in the water from... They pipe in from a, li- a lock somewhere that's apparently it's better for it. It's like it's not soft or hard. I don't know. I can't it's remember. very scientific, isn't there it? There he is. Yeah. I think we learned it on the Brewdog thing as well. They're telling yeah. about this. They have a certain type of water. Like some countries' water is not built for it. Not built for beer at all? Not built for beer at all. I wonder what they do. They just steal... They import, basically. They have to import This it. could be like what causes World War Three is that it'll be known as the Beard Wars. I mean, I'm, so, I, I don't know what's like, I'd fight it. I, I mean, I'd be involved. <laughs> Give me all the beer. Yeah. Um, but I've not been watching much at home this week, so it's up to you. What do oh, you am I doing my carrying the homestead? You're carrying the homestead right. now, okay, yeah. Okay, so um, I finished off The Good Life. Um, so that's me done. Fair, well, I've got, I've got one more they've done, which was a live performance for right. the Royal Variety in 1976, I want to say. Okay. So still got to watch that one, but that's me done 31 episodes of it. Is that all? And, yeah, it's a very short series. Yeah, very short, yeah. But do you know what? It fucking holds up probably better than most of the shit that's turned out now. It is really well written and it's so natural and the, every joke hits and the cast gel amazingly well. Have you got on another British sitcom from the 1980s lined up to watch? Not yet, but I'm, I'm on the lookout stuff, so I'll let you know. Um, and also finished off Escape with Dan Amora. Yep. Um, which I would... 
high praise for Ben Stiller because it was he directed all, all of it. So he was Bingo, what, what is this getting Dana Moore again? Um, true story, um, New York, 1997, I want to say so not that long ago. Um, two convicts basically tunneled away out of prison. Um, they were helped by like, kind of prison employees and stuff like right. that. Um, and it's just kind of a dramatisation of that tale. Right, um, okay. Really well done. Uh, Paul Dano and Benicio de Toro. Yes. And um, Patricia Arquette okay. as well. So a good cast. stellar cast as well. And the direction is amazing. Cinematography, which when I notice cinematography, yeah. you know it's good. Because I don't notice that shit. Remember, Stiller's a guy who has worked with Spielberg. Oh, yeah, he knows. Yeah, his so shit. he knows his shit on a camera. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a Lander shit. I mean, he's, he's got... Tropic Thunder as well, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, has, he, he is able to use the camera. He's, yeah. he's, not, a, he's, not, a, he's not a slouch um, with it. This is really... It, it's reminiscent a lot of um, Shawshank. That right, kind of okay. pacing and feel and, you know... Character growth, yeah, and really, really good. So really where that was it? Netflix or Amazon? It is on Sky. Sky. Um, it's six. It's eight episodes. Sorry, one of those box um, off box. Yeah, box set. Um, eight episodes. Each one's about forty-five minutes. So it is. It's an afternoon viewing. If you want to do a couple of days of your leisurely, but yeah. well worth a watch. Highly yeah. recommend. The last thing I watched. Always um, something you get excited with. Oh, I, I, I let Lorraine pick a movie. I said let's watch something. And a while back, I'd said I'd never seen as good as it gets. The Jack, Jack Nicholson, oh, okay. and she said, "Let's watch that." Fuck me, that he's a, a massive Oscar winner. Great film, I yeah. Totally, Helen Hunt is astounding. Yeah, she fucking actually. Jack Nicholson is full on. He's probably Jack's last great role. Possibly, yeah, because yeah. he, he is full blown Jack Nicholson. Yeah. There's no holding back. But probably um, his performance, Jack Nicholson, as opposed to. Jack Kinnear was charming, but it's yeah. dark as well. Is that one with Kathy Bates as well. Um, no, no, that's um, about Schmidt. It's kind of it's a rom com, but it's dark as shit. I mean, yeah. he gets kind of beaten up and stuff like that. Yeah. And but wow, why? I'm like, why have I not fucking seen this film? Yeah. I probably like, kicked myself after watching, thinking, why did it take me so long to do this? But yeah. I'm so so glad I did. It's a cracking film, amazing film, and yeah, every Oscar it got, it thoroughly deserved. Yeah, it. absolutely. It's another Bingo. That's a really well done film, but it didn't probably didn't. It's not lived as long in memory as people it probably should. People yeah, don't go to, it's not yeah. a go-to film you think of like romantic comedy. But I think it's one of those ones, every time you watch it, you remember you'll, why. you'll be like, yeah, well, do you yeah. know what I mean? It'll kind of catch you again. Yeah. Wow, really good film. So that, good that, shout. That is my home viewing, so. Well done. Um, we'll go over to cinema viewings then. So the first one up is Elita, Battle Angel. Um, do you know what, the manga version is Battle Angel Elita. They is changed it? it around, I don't know why. But yeah, the, the, the actual manga titles. Okay. I don't know why. Um, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who mm-hmm. Rob's done Dusto Dawn, Spy Kids, El Mariachi. I like how you threw Spy Kids in there. Like, well, what he'd probably have you not meant. I, I, I think it's like Spy Kids made him more money than anything else, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's making a new one in episode. Yeah, he made three. He made a trilogy. He made a, yeah. made a trilogy, then that tells you much money that film made. Those films made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but big showrunner on this, a big producer of this, is obviously James Cameron. Yeah. Heavily involved in it. Um, I think he's a co writer, isn't he? I think he wanted to direct it, but because of his Avatar. obsession with Avatar, Avatar yeah. which has become an obsession, yeah. um, and he's basically, that's, I think that's his career now, yeah. Avatar. So he's so handed the range over to Rodriguez, yeah. um, but Cameron was quite heavily involved in producing. He's quite heavily involved in the marketing as well. I've seen, I've seen him on TV more in the past week than I have in the last. So he's pushing this. Pushing it yeah. heavily, uh, and also gets a co writing credit as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, in the film, you've got um, Rosa Salazar, who plays Alita. She is um, from Maze Runner, if you know from that. Yep, I do. Yep. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Yep. Who plays her father. Yes. Yep. Jennifer Connelly. Who plays that oversexed mother? I don't know if she's oversexed or undersexed at times. She seems like I, she, she was I think this, that, that particular scene was really, really unnecessary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there was like, why? Why? Yeah. Um, also, um, Akasha Ali mm-hmm. from Green Book, also yep. from Moonlighting. He plays. Yep. Um, 
sort of the big bad to an extent in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a really good actor, that boy, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's got chops. Ed Screen was also all fucked up in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Castle Van Dien. Yes. And, and also, your, your doppelganger. I don't Jackie L. Oh, who was unrecognisable. Oh, yeah, totally. Because yeah. it was afterwards that was after so when was she in it? And I had yeah. to look up and I was like, ah, oh, right, right. And okay. also Keenan Johnson, who will discuss probably at length later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the film essentially, it's set in the 300 years, 400 years in the future, where there's been a war, um, in sort of a major city in the sky. Yeah. yeah the last yeah. sort of like, of, of the rich and the powerful. Last, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the rest of the world sort of escaped the living out on the on the, what's left of Earth. The Badlands. Um, Christopher yeah. Waltz discovers uh, Android. An Android. A cyborg. Cyborg. Android, I, I think. Yeah, I think it's Android. Yeah. Actually, I think. Oh, um, and brings it back to life. Mm. And that's Alita. And it's basically following her story of trying to understand the world and get through the, and understand what this environment is. Um, at the same time, getting involved in the major sport in the city, the whole, the whole world seems to revolve around this one. Which is rollerball, basically. Yeah, yeah, roller, yeah um, like roller derby, um, and, the, and the whole world revolves around that. She's maybe trying to compete in that, and at the same time, people are trying to discover her because they think she might have some secret to something yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of quite, quite convoluted plot at times. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the basic. Unnecessary, untidy for. Yeah. I mean, you, you've summed it up pretty much. You know, that, that, that's more or less it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Who what is you, she? Where did I come from? What do you think of overall? Um, Right, I'm kind of split with this one. Yeah, much the same. I, I found the CGI often um, on Alita herself. I thought her CGI was fantastic. I, could, I never felt like she was a living, breathing character. I felt like her opposite. I thought Did you? I think it was generally because we've seen great CGI characters on screen. We've seen Caesar from Planet of the Apes. We've seen um, Gollum. Mm. Um, we've seen like, King Kong and all kind of stuff. But they're ultimately they're, they're not human. Whereas whenever you see a human on stay on camera that's been CGI to a great extent. You have that uncanny valley thing where it's like it feels off putting because you don't know who they are. They're a little bit made of wax. Kind of. Yeah. This, I've, I've watched something of this ill and I've watched it and I didn't feel that it was not real. I felt, yeah. like, I felt she, the CGI was unless she was in a CGI environment. Yeah. When they're doing the rollerball scenes, yeah. she looks fake then. But when they're on the screen, I think a lot of this was practical sets as well. Yeah. Like, particularly yeah. when she talked to Christopher Walsh and, yeah. and the bit with the dog as well. Um, but she's with um, Jennifer Conley and stuff like that. With that, I was totally fine with. She looked amazing, and it almost had to remind myself this is not how she looks. This is not who she is. Yeah. But when it went to the full CGI environment, like the, the, basically like the final forty minutes yeah. of it, then it became more noticeable. She was CGI. Yeah. No, I, I get what we were trying to do was was keep that manga image of that character, mm. and, and kudos for trying that. Yeah. I think it's very very brave to do that. Because um, who is it? Old manga, kind of the manga based on the female characters. On? Is it Natalie Woods? Possibly, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. With the big eyes or something yeah. like that. Um, or, or the Hitler, maybe something like that. And it's bold that they've done that, but I, I just felt like I was always watching a video game character and not, yeah, so not flesh and blood. Um, it, well, if you can't get if you can't get past that, yeah, yeah it's probably the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was and it was a bit off putting. Um, because of that, I found it hard to tell the girl. Because it's mocap, but the girl was just a good, a bad performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she was actually very good. I actually, yeah. quite, I actually really thought she was, I wouldn't say excellent, but I thought she brought a lot to the role. Um, and I believed that her as a, this character discovering the world. I, I, I bought into her story. Um, I bought into the, the first hour as slow than it has to be. Yeah. The world building stuff is interesting. Yeah. 
the romance love plot is and stupid and yeah. utterly unknocked It's kind of makes you squirm a bit. A wee bit, yeah. yeah. It's creepy a little. Um, no. And I can say the, the boy who she falls in love with is Keenan Johnson. Yeah. And he did not, he did he's, not act. He's not, well. yeah. His performance was, it was wooden. So um, opera. Yeah, I, I, it was, and not even British American so opera. opera. Yeah, like really, I bold and beautiful type thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whenever they tried to emote in any way at all, it was like, oh, oh fuck, you know, it was yeah. almost like a comedy, a parody oh. of, of emoting. Um, so that was a shame. Because, um, I mean, the boy's got the looks and stuff like that. He's got the, you see why he cast me, he's got the yeah. movie star good looks. And I think yeah. he's been in a few kind of successful things before, but he just died as an Oh, he died as an ruined it a lot. Yeah. Christoph Waltz, on the other hand, was fucking but splendid. He had a guy who knows how to do this yeah. in a film. He, he knows how to be an actor, and he knew that he can. And that's what I got from this film. Everyone seemed to seem to quite openly accept the tone of it, mm-hmm. apart from the directors, the director and the producer. Yeah. I felt at the time it was stuck in the world of they didn't really know if it was going to be like a, a fifteen kind of go quite violent with it because it was openly quite violent yeah. at times. Yeah. But at the same time, having this romantic love story in it as well yeah. made it feel like it was trying to go PG-12, Maze Runner A, sort of that kind of thing. And I that felt think like that probably goes back to source material again, because I think manga is quite like that. You know, right. the manga is it's always extreme, so it's extreme violence, and, you know, yeah. people love, they love fucking hard, you know, yeah. stuff like this. I think that's maybe the source material that's forced yeah. that hand. I felt like it, it felt like it was two, two people struggling to put their own identity on it, because it, it didn't feel like a Rodriguez film to me. Yeah, yeah. Not totally. at all. Didn't yeah, feel yeah, like that at all. And it didn't feel like a Cameron film to me either. Yeah. So it felt yeah. like it was like almost too much um, meat in the middle. Yeah. And eventually you don't get anything of either. And almost it's almost Cameron needed to find someone who could maybe take direction better from him. Whereas Rodriguez is a guy who's got more of a kind of he's got his own vision, he's he's a, mm. he's, a he's an artist and he's an auteur, he wants to do his own thing. Yeah. And been asked to sort of be Phil almost do directing by numbers is maybe not his sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. The final hour I found a lot of fun. I mean, the, stupid at times, but fun. The action was well done. Yeah. And again, because she was a CGI character, then, you know, they went fucking nuts. Went nuts for it, yeah. Um, and they really, you know, I mean, it was fast, the action was breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, it was non-stop when it did start, which was good. But again, that kind of first 45 minutes getting to it was a bit kind of... Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Um, chewed, I love Jennifer she, Connelly. She chewed up the scenery. She oh, was, she she yes. was brilliant. She, she knew who she was in that exactly, film. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Hurting her face. Even just taking the gloves off sometimes, and you're, you're, she's like, and she just leaves yeah. and you're like, why are you doing that? She's like, she's got a moment. She wants to have a moment. Yeah, she, she will fucking do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mr. Bad, he, he, he's a good actor. I like him. He is a good actor. Yeah. He's a very good actor. Like, um, and totally s- different from his role in Green Book. He's got to be so reserved. Yeah. He's so buttoned up and so, like, not want to show any emotion, really. Yeah. And in this one, he's going to get to play a, be a bit more playful and that'll be a yeah, bit more the baddie. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen snippets of him in True Detective and True Detective is almost like the Green Book character it's very um, so it was nice to see him it's you know, controlled acting yeah. yeah it was nice to see him a bit more laid back uh. and you know having fun and stuff but I, I did enjoy it and I really do hope I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a sequel there's not no I don't think he's done the business to, to do that yeah. I mean it was a big it was a big budget film but then Cameron might throw some of his own kind of Cameron, at it. Cameron bets on himself which yeah. is one thing to say yeah, yeah. Um, but this film has got to make probably close to about 800 million right. in order to garner a sequel. Right. Now, it's based in manga, yeah. so there's a possibility if it goes to China and Japan, boom, it's going to make a big budget there, but there's a possibility that they, 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 they reject it as a Hollywood rehash of something they love. Yeah, yeah. So, don't know how it's going to go, but I, I don't think you need to see a sequel for it. And it's because they, they do spend the last 10, 15 minutes trying to build a sequel. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's a clear, you know, a clear vision there. You know, here's yeah. where this is going to yeah. go now. Um, and everyone who've known who've read the comic book says the comic book is good, but it doesn't really get interesting until you get to like, the third or fourth book. 
So this is almost this is this is world building. I for. think this is an amalgamation of the first two and a part of the third, uh, yeah. perhaps. So conclusion of the third and the fourth. Yeah, really get is it. where it goes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so be interesting. Do you know? I'd, I'd be happy to see a sequel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a bad movie. It was just the only thing that distracted me was the main character. But you don't feel this way? This was maybe Cameron using this as sort of a proving ground for Avatar. To be his next Avatar. Because you do, she looks like she looks like you know uh-huh. Wonder Abbey um, from. from you can learn stuff from this. You can put into fruition and. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because Rodriguez is quite a kind of genius with stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, he's CGI heavy. Um, I think, yeah. So I think Cameron could maybe learn stuff from yeah. the, you know the kind of young. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Snappy director that, that knows that stuff. So, so yeah. yeah, good cover both of them. Um, out of ten. Out of ten, I would give it six and a half, seven. I give it seven. Yeah, yeah, it's all at seven. Yeah. Like it's fun. It's disposable. To a great degree, and that makes me feel sad that they spent 20 years making it. That they cut you watching, you just go, it's been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's not a tentpole flicking anything. The hardcore manga fans will probably embrace this as the most solid manga film yet, the best adaptation okay. of a manga yet. I think it'll be quite embraced by you know the, the kind of hardcore oh, okay. manga, manga crowd, which is, is a good thing. Well, I saw it, I, I think it was Tuesday, no, Thursday, I think it was, I saw it, and it was. Um, Five o'clock is screening, mm-hmm. and it was a very, very quiet screening. But we got a lot in it. Um, not too bad, quarter full, I'd say. So, yeah. We again, I think I maybe have seen it at an obscure time as well. I don't well, think okay. I was peak rush hour. So. All right, fair enough. Um, second film, one you've not seen, is a film called Boyer Race. Oh, which the trailers have been out for that for like a while. Years, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's been out for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, directed by Joe Edgerton. Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah. Who we, I like as an actor and as a director, actually. You yeah. like him more? I don't mind him. You like him a lot more than me. Yeah. Because yeah. the film Loving. Oh, he one. did fucking do Bright, though. He did do Bright. But he, his performance of Bright's not bad. He's in all the prosthetic. He does really well with it. Yeah. But it's not a great film. <laughs> yeah, I give you, it's not a great film. But his performance is, it's nothing wrong with performance. Um, but he's, this is his third directing um, run. He's done a lot of short films in the past. He's done The Gift. The one with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And Which was Cameron it? Diaz? No, it wasn't Diaz. I can't remember. Jason one. Bateman. And yeah, I can't remember who the wife was. The redhead was in also in Iron Man Three. Oh, I know who you mean. Jessica Chastain. No, it's not her. No. Well, it's like if you can't get Jessica Chastain. Oh, you get her. You get her. Yeah, I know who you mean. I can't remember who her name is now. I'll come back. I'll we'll come back to it. We'll back to it later on. Um, done the gift. It was a good. I like the gift. Other really fun, well done film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's done a film called The Square, which is Amber Heard. Yeah. Um, not Amber Heard. Jill's got the thing up. So Rebecca Hall. Ah, it's the one. Rebecca Hall. Um, but this is different from the film. It's based in a book. And it's about basically it's about a boy who is outed as gay by reasons he didn't want to happen. But he's grown up in a very, very strong Baptist American family, so they can't accept this. They don't understand. No one's, no one chooses to be gay. So they ship him off to one of these, I think they call them re-education camp type mm-hmm. things, where they basically, you know, the idea of pray the gay away, the idea that, you know, Pretty much, you yeah, do yeah. all this stuff and then that'll make you... So like an exorcism almost, essentially, yeah. 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 So you go to these places and, you'll, and because of that you'll decide, you know, oh, I don't want to be gay, I want to be straight, and it's just trying to basically just force out of them. Um, as this young boy, you see his, this young man's life from the moment in the, in the, the, the camp, till you see some of the background of how he came about and how, he, how his gay experiences have led him to where he is. Yeah. Um, in the film you've got Lucas Hedges who plays uh, the young boy. He's in um, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Um, and something else really interesting as well. He was in Ladybird. Yeah. yeah in that as well. Um, really good actor. Really like him as an actor. Um, Nicole Kidman. And as well Russell Crowe. Looking very like the dad from Gremlins. Yeah? Yeah. 
Well, is which she led, the dad in this? Is yes, yeah. which led me down a rabbit hole of listening to the dad from Gremlins <laughs> um, albums, which is amazing. Um, Joe Edgerton, Edgerton also pops up as the sort of the what's it called the, the camp counselor, the main one, and also amazingly Fleet. Fleet, but do you know what Fleet can act though? Fleet Whenever Fleet yeah. does pop up and stuff, he is. You like that is Fleet, and then like you look, fuck yeah, Fleet. Fleet can do shit. He's got some game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is it's. It's a very it's a disturbing watch because because right. it's true I guess it's yeah that's thing, that's yeah. the problem yeah it's, yeah. A, it's, it's you know this is it's a true it's also based on a true story yeah. as well yeah. um, so you know this guy it's not exaggerated You've, I've seen a few documentaries about this kind of stuff so you know it is absolutely horrible um, and you can feel really bad for this young boy for obvious reasons he's just stuck in this camp and forced to not be someone who wants to be but also or being forced to you know to change who he is but also. Mm. The way it all happens in his life to begin with, it's, it's so sad because his first real meaningful gay experience is pretty horrific and pretty sad. Isn't it? And, and it's because of that he gets outed right. by his family, by this other person. And he didn't, it, it, you almost see him, it happens in college, you almost see him, he's not really sure if he is gay or not. He's right. only trying to, like, it's college, he's sort of discovering things about you, maybe you're yeah. discovering your sexuality and he's maybe not sure who he is. He's had a girlfriend in high school and stuff yeah. like that. He, he knows he knows maybe himself that maybe he might be gay, maybe he's not really sure. So it's the way it all happens in it, 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 it out and is so horrifically sad. Um, but he's surrounded by people who just they don't care enough for him. Like you get your mum and dad who really should be looking out for him and they and they have, they're blinded by their faith. Um, and you've got the camp counselors who are again blinded by their faith as well. And they're trying to, you know, they need to see only his wrongness in many yeah. ways. It's a really sad watch, but very watchable film to, to discover well, something about it. So, so where's its angle? So you've got, is its angle aiming at, you know, you know you're not born gay, you have a choice? Or is, that, yes. is that the kind of debate it's trying to raise? Or? Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, because, like, I suppose, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, are you born? Are you, does, is that something you've come to like that? I can't imagine a baby's born gay. It's a baby's born as a baby and then something impresses upon it. Well, is it a genetic bastard? But is, is that what the film is aiming at or is it, you know, I, I don't, I don't The film is essentially saying that you've been coerced into this by the right. media, by the world, you know, you yeah. don't really think this. They do talk about genetics, but you look at the family tree and they're trying yeah. to try to find like, the, the sins of your family and the sins of your genetic makeup right. make you like this. So if your family have got gamblers and alcoholics and that kind of stuff in the family, then that will reflect on you, and eventually this is how your sin... Which would lead to further shame in the trees, so again, there's, yeah. there's even more kind of denial in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was quite... Whoa, well, yeah. It's got, from a cast of Hedges, Kidman, Crow, Edgerton, you'd expect your performances, and you obviously get that. Um, Hedges, Hedges, Nick Kidman, and Ike Crow are all, if not Oscar winners, Oscar nominated. Who was the standout? Because he gets the most screen time, I definitely say Hedges. Right. The film lands heavily on him. Nicole Kidman is also excellent as a mother because she's the one who's maybe having the real crisis of faith as well. Yeah. Because she's a mother, she sees her son hurting, you know, yeah. she sees her son struggling. Yeah. And she's maybe been, for most of her life, I'm guessing, she's been taken care of by her husband and she just follows his, yeah. his lead. Yeah. And you see that in her, in her, in her, in her, in her actions. But this is sort of maybe the first real thing that her and her husband have disagreed on. Many right. of the, and at times her silence she finds disturbing, you know, to, and it hurts her. Yeah. You see her, you see her. You know, Crow doesn't get that much to do, unfortunately. He is sort of, I was 
alongside Edgerton has been sort of the baddie in the film right. but he has given more redemption than Edgerton is to an extent because um, Pro obviously has to make amends or not make amends but has the definitive closing point to that yeah. you know they have to do yeah. something so they have some conclusion with him with, um, with Russell Crowe's character they don't really have a conclusion with the Edgerton character apart from like a PS thing on the screen afterwards like yeah. sort of written on it because you don't see and I think that, that, that nullifies it a little bit if you don't see something it's almost just yeah. And by the way, this happened. This guy like, all oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I should have seen something. Is this not relevant anymore? Or? Aye. When when does this happen? This then? is, um, I would say, late nineties. I would say probably. So it's yeah. at a time when people were were more enlightened. Yeah, totally. You know, they definitely. I don't want to say the age at all because there's always been taller uh-huh. people, but you know, definitely, you know, people in general were more taller yeah. and understanding. Although, educated to the point that we know it's not, you know, it's not a choice, it's, you know. But in saying that, I've been joking recently watching Friends, right? And Friends come across when you watch it as very homophobic. Yeah. They constantly use gay as a negative in the film, and yeah. in, in the TV show, and that's set in like 1940, 2004, so it's, I think, as much as there is in now, I mean, I think in Lightman, people were enlightened back then to some aspects. The prevailing thoughts were, People weren't willing to stand up against sort of these like sort of really right wing versions of it, especially in the deep south or, or like yeah. Baptist states. You know, where people yeah. are really into it. I guess there's always got to be an enemy, hasn't there? Exactly. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's not fucking race, then it's sexuality. Some, and some, yeah, I guess it's, it's something. If it's yeah. not, it's immigration or something yeah. else. You know, yeah. um, bit anticlimactic because it had like a bit of a rushed ending. Okay. It tries to pack a lot into the ending, which I was feel like it, 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 it touches on something which I think is very important. Um, not going to ruin it in the film yeah. it's something that I think is very important but it gives it only a passing mention and yeah. by giving it a passing mention it sort of it, it, it sort of sullies a little bit and it sort of it bel- not belittles it but it definitely makes it feel lesser when it's probably something that should definitely only be touched on more if, it, if you're going to embrace it at all embrace it fully yeah. don't just have it as, a, as almost a passing it's too important to not yeah, to not have properly yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Edison shows himself to be a very interesting competent filmmaker but totally interested in what he does next him and his brother are both very Enjoy. We brought directed that film Gringo last year. Yeah. So they both seem like really interesting guys know in what they're doing. So definitely want to watch more stuff that he's done. Um, very solid seven out of ten. Cool. Yeah, seven out of cool. ten. Yeah. I know. Um, will we skip back to one we missed on the home viewings before we go forward to the last movie? Yeah, fire away. Because uh, Polar. Yes. Because you, you, you said you never seen anything, but you did, sir. I watch it at home, yeah, but I'm gonna give it, I always give the Netflix stuff sometimes a little bit more credence because it's. Um, Alright, so, okay. Yeah. Wait. Polar now? Let's, let's go for Polar. Polar. So, what's Polar? Richard, explain Polar. Yeah. I, I, if I didn't know what Polar was, how would you say <laughs> well, this fucking film? Directed by Jonas Ackerland, who directed a film called um, Spun, uh, Lords of Chaos, and also done a lot of music videos. Like, done a, I think done a Metallica ones. And you can tell. Yes. <laughs> um, the plot of this film essentially there is a hitman, a hitman sort of like. Fraternity. Yeah. And once you get to fifty, you have to retire. Yep. And essentially, once you retire, you think you're getting let loose, but there's another group of hitmen who come and kill you, so you're not. Because you don't get a pension. You don't get a pension, yeah, basically. Which is yeah. quite. I, that, that's the idea itself. Quite funny, like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. quite fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hitman you're seeing retiring is Mads Mikkelsen, who's yeah. doing one last job, and then realizes, wait a minute, this, oh, this is all going to go to hell after yeah. this. And it's basically him trying to fight for his his money and what it's, he what he just has. Yeah. Um, also, in the film, you get Vanessa Hudgens, who plays sort of like his protectorate. He wants to protect her for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly, Matt Lucas is the baddie. 
Oh, talking about wrestling yeah. a minute, yeah. this, this needs more time to breathe yeah. before we, we yeah. open up yeah. this kind of fucking mums. Richard Dreyfus pops up in it as well. Which I didn't no, recognise no, him until after this, and I was like, fuck me, that was Richard Dreyfus. Um, um, that was Johnny Knoxville also turned up, yeah. which um, again, I was just starting, I was like, this Johnny Knoxville. That, that's yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Um, <laughs> Catherine Winnick also pops yeah. up in it, she plays the um, sort of the main... She's not being bad, she's the one who sort of, actually she's the kind of one who's orchestrating a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the basic plot. <laughs> yeah. um, it's on Netflix, so you can watch it right now if you want to. Uh, this is the, the, just just to now rein it in and give the listeners a perspective. This film is Guns T and A. Oh, that's it. Screaming at people, I would say it is the perfect post-pub viewing. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, three it's, beers. You want to watch this yeah, fucking movie? It's guns, it's blood, it's boobs, and it's that's and all it is. Yeah, and uh, unmitigated violence. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, Done in very comic book movie, which based on comic books, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and it, I think it was meant to be humorous. Yeah, definitely. And I think right so on to the elephant room, the Matt Lucas character yeah, okay. was meant to be funny, but didn't quite no. work as funny. It's the, it's the biggest downfall of the film because he just he, number one, he's not in any way sort of like you feel terrified by him no. or and you feel like Mickelson can take him at any second. Yeah. So explain sorry, explain for us who who Matt Lucas is what character is he? Who who's Matt Lucas first of all? He is an actor, he's a he everyone probably in Britain knows him as George Dawes from Shooting Stars. From Shooting Stars, yeah. He's also Kuro T and Kuro Dumb and um Alice Wonderland. And Alice Wonderland and he does um, Little Britain as well Britain with well, David yeah. Williams. Yes. So David, David Williams kind of comedic partner. Yeah. In uh, this film, who does he play? He plays like so basically the most sadistic, supposedly the most sadistic baddie and running of this <laughs> hitman company. What does Matt Lucas look like? Matt Lucas looks like he's a, a fucking baby. He's a, a baby. He's a, he's a, he's a, a giant baby. baby. A giant he's baby. Head yeah. shooting stars. He's oh. a baby. He's a giant baby. They've oh. uh, a theme tune for this guy called "He's a Giant Baby." baby. Yeah. So you've got a giant baby running about playing the most fucking ruthless, horrible character you can devise on page. Oh. Why? <laughs> it, it seemed like it, that was only. Like, it felt like. What point was a good casting choice? Yeah, and I, mean, I don't know. I've never read the comics. I don't know. Does it look a bit like? Of course. Like I mean, I get, the, I get kind of preacher levels of silly and stuff. Uh-huh. But this was like, what the fuck? And also, I thought we know who Matt Lucas is in Britain. Yeah. Is he less well known in America, where they don't actually know they don't have this comedy thing to him, so he can play a band if you But his performance is yeah, comedic, but not not funny. No, not yeah, not be funny, Matt Lucas. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was. It kept, every time I seen him, I would I'd be like, enjoy the movie, and I'd be like, fucking uber violence, loving yeah. this. He would turn up, I'd be like, oh, fuck, right. Whoa, would, would, I don't know how to feel anymore. Yeah. I've just lost this fucking wave of emotions. It takes you at the moment because there's a scene in a, ho- a, a hotel hallway with a, a staple gun and yeah. a, a drill. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. This is what you want to see from this type of action movie. But then. The, the, then he just probably, you're like, why is he popping up again? And I said, totally but, but then he does his torture scene. And, uh, Complete with fucking Scottish music in the background. Please talk about William Wallace. Start with that yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is? I don't know. How, I don't know what to do here. Oh. I, I'm aroused. I don't know why. I know. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was so utterly bizarre. But the thing is, the cast are all having fun, and he's having fun as well. But oh, hey, he just I'm miscast. A fucking ball. Yeah. But it would be interesting to read the source material and see if, yeah, you know, that that is the character on comic. Yeah. It, Without it could reading be. the source material, who would you have cast in that role instead? Um, Ian McShane. Not a bad shout. Yeah. Not a bad shout. He's not a bad look. I was thinking maybe, I was thinking two ways. William Fickner. Yes. Because 
Body of Fitness is good in pretty much everything he, he did. He can do it all, yeah. yeah. Or also, because we're a big fan of him, and I think it'd be funny to see him in a, a proper bad guy role. Just to see how much he does it, Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah. He'd have given a gravitas that it probably didn't deserve. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I would say about this film was Mickelson is. He's, he's got that Benicio de Toro thing about him where he's watchable. Oh, everything he's done is just totally watchable. Every Even second, when he's doing nothing, he's so watchable. It's just yeah. that face just yeah. captures a million things uh-huh. just where I look. He's, he's fucking genius. Just a wee glance. You see this movie's eyes sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, he's so, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah totally. he's, just, he's just drawn to him and he's so fucking good at doing that. Absolutely, yeah. He's, Absolutely, I've watched him as well. Even in things like Doctor Strange, such. You know, it's, it's a fucking bag, and it's the best thing in it. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Amazing acting. Um, the film, if you try to think of the film, it's very similar to something like, have you seen the film Shoot'em Up? No. Find Shoot'em Up. Shoot'em Up is basically, it's what it is, it's a film about a series of just constant shoot, shooting scenes with um, Clive Owen and uh, Paul Giamatti's a bad guy. Paul Giamatti's a bad guy, and it works because Paul Giamatti... Giamatti would have been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they do similar things, like they have a, a, a scene when basically a guy having sex with someone and he's still trying to have a gunfight at the same time. Right. Which is essentially kind of doing this one as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah, they do, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, it's a proper just... I, I like... This is a film I actually really enjoy because it's, like, it's, it's one I want to see in the cinema as well because it's, it's, a, it's a hardcore A-team film. It's, but it's, it's fun, it's silly... It's a proper bloody action film, which is something that's really missing from the cinema these days. Yeah, and I think just over the top. Just ah. you know, let's just fucking go nuts with it. There's no sense of realism. The plot yeah. holes are pretty big. There's a lot of plot in it. Sometimes it maybe makes it a bit too much. Then yeah. you lose a little bit with it. But you know, I was watching it. I had a shit ton of fun watching it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, although I must say, now and again, there was wee lows in it. But mm. I don't know if that's deliberate because when, when shit happens, it happens big. Like, without spoilers for anyone, because you do need to see this movie to, to even relate to what yeah. we're saying here. Um, the bit with the big guns, yeah, that bit, uh-huh. that was just nuts. Uh-huh. You know, because it was like kind of you know he's fucked up and you know he's kind of he gets there yeah. and you're like, what's he going to do? And he does that. You're like, Fuck. wow, aye, yeah. it's just like, it's it has like, a moment where you go, I've watched this guy versus John Wick just to see what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whoever wins, we both lose. Aye, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think if I was going to rate it as a movie, I'd probably say a solid 7 out of 10, just for pure yeah, audacity, same. audacity balls out of 10. Proper 7 out of 10. Yeah. If you're a better bad guy, getting to a proper, it's been 8 or 9 out of 10. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a really... Madness. Like, I would definitely one of the films I would want to watch after a night out, lying on the couch yeah. on a Friday night. And um, possible sequel. There's room for him to come back as a yeah. character. I think if he enjoys playing the character, I think he seems to do, yeah. he'll bring him back. Yeah. yeah, 7 out of 10 for that one. I really enjoyed Absolutely. that one. Sorry to sneak in the last minute, but yeah, because we were talking about Ellen, I was yeah. like, oh fuck, we need to talk fantastic. about that. I've got Harry written down, we're going to talk ah, about okay. it. Anyway. Um, final film, when we both saw the cinema. Mm. Um, yeah, we got to see something together for a change. Yeah. That's the first time I thought we've seen a film together for what? Yeah, we were in a few months. Yeah, a few months, we saw something together. And it was the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Is that, is that its full working yes, title? The second part. Which um, is that mean like part of Lego? Is that what it does? Yes. Yeah. I've looked into this too, too much. Read yeah. <laughs> um, by Mike Mitchell. Did he do the first one? No, he did not. Yeah, the boys who done um, Spider Man and. Oh, the Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and also kicked off of Han Solo. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah. Um, no, this guy done. He's done a really interesting rap sheet. He's done stuff like Trolls, which I imagine you've seen for the kids. Um, I know of it. It was um, what's his face, a boy we were talking about. No, no, not him. Um, Hans Labyrinth, who's he? Del Toro. Was he not involved in Trolls? No, you're thinking, I don't know, something. Yeah. No, I think the he's involved in Trolls. I think Trolls was. a little animated film about yeah. wee kids. I think Del Toro was involved with that. I hope he wasn't. Possibly. 
Um, I've done the SpongeBob ship, um, Sponge Out of Water film with um, Antonio Banderas. Which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, because Banderas is that it. Yeah. First time I seen it, I fell away to sleep watching it, and but then when I seen it again at home, I was like, I can't it, it's like fucking a, sleep for this. It's like a fever dream when you watch that it's film. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, he also did um, a film called Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck and Jim Gandolfini. Oh, I think they're the adults of family. Yeah. Right, I have seen half of that. Yeah. And actually, I was like, I bought this year, but yeah. I've missed half of it. Affleck goes big in that film. Yeah. I mean, he goes for it. <laughs> and also in a film that I absolutely love and adore, which is a film called Sky High. Fuck, did he do Sky you High? Sky High yeah. I love Sky High. Yeah, they are. Right, listeners right now, Sky High, if you've not seen it, go see Sky High. Sky High is basically the superhero film that every want. film fucking wants to try yeah. and be, because it is... Knock spots off any Marvels ever fucking yeah. done. Wow. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Bruce yeah. Campbell. Bruce fucking Cam- Campbell's yeah. in there. Yeah. Great film. Great kick. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so you done all them. Yeah. So you got a weird and varied sort of. Yeah, like, definitely. Past yeah, so you done that. What this film is literally set minutes after the the first one ends. You you missed the first five minutes. Ah, ah, I right. did because the fuckers usually leave half an hour before they start the movie from the, the, the kind of screen time to yeah. the shows, and they never the fucking cut it short. Anyway, so essentially, it's the, the, the duplo toys come to play in the big city and they start destroying it, so everyone's got, um, and then Emmett and Cole get taken away. To, um, sorry, not Emmett, what's your girlfriend's name? Emmett and Lucy, is it Lucy? Lucy. Is it Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. Um, and he's got to go and try and save her because she can take away for reasons that come relevant later on. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the plot. There's yeah, not much pretty much, yeah. Um, anything you've got, Chris Pratt? Chris Who? Right, so, when I was watching it, he plays a dual part. Yes. Chris and Re- uh, Rex and, and Emma. Emma, yeah. Do you know what I think his Rex was one of the Kurt best Russell, Russell impressions yes. you have ever fucking yes. liked that? Was I was convinced it was Kurt Russell then. When I was the bus home, I was looking, I was like... Wasn't fucking Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. No. Wow. He was most definitely doing a very, very. He's doing Escape from New York, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Fucking hairline, yeah, but to the point like Kurt Russell would be fucking angry that he's not been given the role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, wow. Um, also with Banks. Yeah. Played in as well. Will Arnett playing Batman again. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Haddish plays a baddie to an extent. She plays. Who the, is she? She's the sort of the changing thing. No, who is she? I mean, the actress. Girl strip. No. She thinks she might want to start live as well. No. Not a fan of anyway, she's in it. Um, and Stephanie Beatrice as well, she's a, she plays like sort of bounty hunter. She's in Brooklyn. Jonah Hill's in it. He played Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum as well, yeah. Um, Do you know who was in it, Ro? Who? Liam Neeson. Good point, Liam Neeson ah. was not in it. Cause, cause, this is before his meltdown, which yeah. we've never touched on. We won't touch up on it, yeah. We, we will at some yeah. point. But Big yeah, Liam yeah. went off the deep end. Yes, he did. We all roll <laughs> fucking. We all, we all roll. He's got something out in the next couple of weeks that suddenly his trailers are not getting quite, quite, quite as much, I've noticed. Yeah, and the film he's making is kind of, oh, Liam, did you for that film? Yeah. Really? But anyway, sorry, anyway. carry on. <laughs> um, what do you think of this one? <laughs> right. Um, it was entertaining. For the most part, yeah. It was fun. Fun um, enough, yeah. But. I, I felt like it was a cash cow on the success of the first one. Very much um, so, yeah. Had, it was using characters that, that, that had heart and soul in the first one, but the second they were just, we know these characters, what are you doing with them? Aye. There was nothing. The plot was mental. Fucking insane. Yeah. Like time travel. What the fuck? I'm, I'm like, no. Didn't need to be done yet. No, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think. I, 
it's just weird. What did, what did you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get down quite harsher on this than I probably mean to because I actually, for most, some bits of my dance I did quite enjoy and I did giggle quite a fair bit through it, uh, which if you, if you laugh at comedy, you've done, it's done its job. Yeah. But it just, it lacked the real heart and soul yeah. of the original. And it, it felt, and it felt like a cash cow to try and, it felt like yeah. all the problems we thought might exist with the first one, which they somehow made not appear. Yeah. Have all put back on it. And I think that all comes down to the fact that the first one had Lord and Miller. And this one, I think they might have been an executive producing role, right. maybe not actually involved. So, do you think it is that the direction that I think they've got a real touch of magic about it? Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you've seen the Spider Verse film, yeah. they've got that touch of magic, yeah. they know exactly how they're doing something, and, and mm. they know exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah. And it falls into sort of sequel bait quite quickly, and being like sort of, it tries to go bigger, but it doesn't really feel that didn't feel as interesting. It tries to give more information to characters from the first one who you didn't really care, you like enjoyed in a small role. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, the pilot doesn't need as much time. Yeah. The unique kitty doesn't need as much time. The heart and soul of the first film was Emmett and Lucy, Lucy yeah. were the two characters that yeah. I really enjoyed watching. Um, and it just it keeps rehashing old jokes. They try to probably go like, oh, you love this two it, years ago. It is very and much, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, recycled material again and, and, and again and again. Very yeah. unoriginal. Some of the grown-up jokes, apart from the <laughs> apart from the joke with um, the fact that he sounds exactly like Kurt Russell, which I found very funny yeah. throughout the whole film. It's sort of really randomly like, uh, with a Bruce Willis joke which I, I felt I thought totally felt completely flat. That it seemed uh, we love Bruce Willis, right? Uh, and he's relevant to us, but uh, to you, the target on this film movie isn't us. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and I'm like, why why do you put Bruce Willis in this? It always like they, they need to find someone. But why do you know what I mean I think I thought all the the jokes the adults were lame. Yeah. They, they were just like, no, that's food, really ham fisted force. Yeah. yeah. And then a part of the film Based and sort of compared to like a Twilight plotline. Kinda, yeah. And going, Are you really interested in Twilight? I felt like it's been out for like 15 years and yeah. no one really gives a shit about it anymore. And, yeah. no, and no one even really remembers that much anymore. And the kids who are watching the film have no reference to what Twilight don't is. Care. Yeah. Um, so that felt kind of weird. Um, Batman, I felt, was the most wasted character in it. I felt like way too much Batman in it. He would, but he's, but in the first one, he's, you know, he was fun. And then the Lego Batman movie was fucking really good. No, it wasn't. Did you not like it? Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot, but then it took him in this way and it just made him water down shit. This yeah. one, like, fuck me, don't take your best, don't, don't take your trump card. And I, think, yeah, I think it comes back to the thing of taking something you like from the first one and just overusing it. Yeah, It absolutely. needs to be something you, know, you can almost extend the cameo, not having there be a plotline around them. They've done it with like, Men in Black 2 is the obvious example, when they, the wee dog became a major yeah. cameo. No, no that, we don't need fucking talking dogs to get this trap on. What, what got me was, um, as I say, like, without this, it's not, it's not a spoiler. It's the time travel bit. And uh, yeah, I'll suspend disbelief to the point of like Lego is alive where I'm not looking. Uh, but it's not alive. That's the point. It's never alive. Yeah. It's, the kids are playing with it. That's then, what makes it alive. Moves that's, ah, that's what it gets weird. Right, and then, but and I'm even not willing to think. You know, maybe when I'm turning away, my uh, Legos jumping about, and moving a wee bit. Time travel, no. Yeah. Just, just fucking no. Why? Well, I think as well the problem we've got. I think the problem is from a lot about with the first one as well. And the first one could have been played out completely as a standard comic book film, or a comic uh, animated film with it set in Lego world. When they done that twist in the third act to make it the real world, yeah, it worked brilliantly in that last film because it makes it brings it all to earth. Yeah. And it makes it work. But once you do that, you've then got that problem in the sequel that you have to engage the fact that this world doesn't exist. Yeah. It's literally all in the kids' heads and the kids are making Which it. Which we know, so up your auntie, what are you going to do? Uh-huh. Yeah. You've, got, you've, got to, you've got to figure a way to make that not relevant again. 
and they make another guy saying basically, yeah, the kids make the kids kids more alive, but also ultimately they're alive as well somehow. And I just I, I lost interest yeah. in a wee bit. Um, but again, it's not a bad film. It's, it's no, fine. It's, it, it's colourful, bright, and you know it, it does what it says in the tin. It's yeah. the fucking Lego movie. But yeah. that's just what it is. Um, prediction, we call it. Um, so we've already got um, a Unikitty TV show. Have right, um, okay. Which is is animated like kind of you know kind of cell animation almost. Yeah, okay. So it's not Lego animation. Okay. Um, I think that's the future for this. I think they'll make a Lego movie TV show with those characters, and they'll just eventually dilute it so much so it'll just become. Well, I would. I, I think so far. I mean, because I saw Lego movie I loved. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the Batman Lego was half as good as that. I enjoyed. I thought that was better. And I thought the Ninjago movie was half as good as the Batman film. Again, yeah, that was weaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this film's not as half as bad as Ninjago, but it's definitely on a par with maybe a little bit less than the Batman film. Yeah, so yeah. They're, 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 I think that's the future for it. I think it's going to be con- consigned to Cartoon Network Channel yeah. um, and, you know, done in a kind of not as charming way, unfortunately. I think it shows how good Lord and Miller are that they might actually do something with this film. Yeah. Like, they're the guys who brought back 21 Jump Street made it relevant as well. The other kind of X factor that makes this film, these kind of films special. It's that, it's always goes back to that, like, you know, lightning in a jar. Like, oh. if you've got it, don't don't mess with it. Just leave yeah, it. Like, but then, just it's a classic. You know, have, it's okay to have a classic. But they don't want that. They, every studio is looking for that. Yeah, no, which is a shame because it is. There's nothing that's just allowed to be. What it is? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. Um, although John Wick so far, we had two classics. Agreed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but again, that's everyone involved in the original was involved in the second one. Yeah. In a lot of the thing, and they keep, they keep the budget low enough. This just felt, it felt rushed. It just, it, I just, a bit yeah. of laugh. Um, I'd probably give it, probably a six out of ten, mostly for nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in that sense, it does take you back to your own childhood, regardless yeah. of who you are, because every kid fucking knows what they like was. Yeah. So I, I would give it a six out of ten for that. I'd give it a six as well. It's been, yeah. it's been a very odd week because we're giving it one mark below Polo which we, which we absolutely loved mm. but there's a couple of people we didn't like and that's we give it a 7 whereas this film we seem quite negative on but we're giving it a 6 yeah. I feel like we should give that lower but again they are all they, every single film we've watched this week are all completely watchable but for the most part you'll watch them once and maybe not watch them again or you might yeah, watch them in years time I think so yeah, yeah. absolutely um, and oh, just, just to kind of wrap things up on the Lego movie as well do you know they're making a um, Playmobil movie as well. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The, which is the, again, it just shows it's all about money. You know, the, oh. it's not about art anymore. It no, is. It's just how can we make money from Lego? So we've got five, six Lego movies now. What's next? Playmobil. Yeah. And what's after that? There'll be a Duplo one. Uh, be sorry, that's what it's called. Duplo. Yeah, yeah, that's what's next. There'll yeah. be. I think it'll be Mechano something at some point. At some point, yeah. absolutely. Because it's Fodgate now, isn't it? Because the Barbie film getting made. Have you? Yeah, I think it's Explorer. Explorer is coming out. Um, Sorry, the, do you know what they're doing? Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog yeah. a live action Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Yeah. Sonic's a game. We don't need a movie. Exactly. But then Rampage made money. I know. And Rampage made money. The Rock is awesome. Yeah. Um, but, talk to The Rock. Have you seen the trailers for. No, I have not. No, the family one is literally good. Oh, one. Um, Fight with my family. family. Yes, I have seen the trailer for that. Well, I have looked yeah. yeah. um, But next, but moving on to next week. Sorry, there's not a lot out next week. We so. have If Beale Street Could Talk. Which, right, I thought this was some shitty British flick. No. Like, and I was like, I don't want to see this. And then I've, yeah, I, I, I've opened up more and started reading about it. And mm. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm shit. I need to see this. Mm. So I became like, from fuck. This is shady. This isn't what I thought it was. To fuck, this is important. Yeah, this this well, is important. Yeah, yeah. everyone. It's getting, it should have been given more love at the Oscars. Yeah, enough love. But I'm looking forward to watching that. 
Uh, you've also got Instant Family out. They can, uh, I've seen it already, so I'm not going to tell you what it's like. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Really? Yeah. Is so, Marky Mark been, is, is he pigeonholed himself? Marky Mark. Marky Mark is very smart. He makes the action film that makes 50 to 100 million. Does a comedy that makes 200 million. He knows, he knows how to, he knows how to he get, works he, both worlds. He, he knows his audience. He knows, his audience. Yeah. he knows he's got two very distinctive different audiences and it, cares for them both. Is he playing man-child in this? A little bit to an extent, yes. Cool, okay. Yeah. I'll anyway, do so when the family's out as well, you've got the kid who would be king. Which is not getting as much views as I thought. For a British film, I thought yeah. it would chew up screen well, time. Well, last week it was out on limited preview. But even next week, yeah. I was looking three or four views. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a small budget film as well. Patrick Shears, I know. It's a guy yeah. done a pack of block. Yeah. Joe Cornish. I like him, so I'm going to yeah. go watch that. Um, and also, one I'm actually really looking forward to is Happy Death Day to You. Which, yeah, the first one was fucking mind blowing. I like the first one. Yes, a lot. I'm desperate to see this. There's also a Chinese film that came out, it's called, but it's like a Chinese love story, and I'm really wanting to go and see I'm it. I'm not going with you this time. Talking white guy, fuck's sake. Yeah, you can do it yourself. Always talking white guy. Tell me where to find us. People can find us at uh, Three Years in the Movie at Gmail, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So give us. We had any comments yet? On Twitter, quite a lot, yes. Have we? Yeah, people, people like it on Twitter. Facebook? Not so much. No? Emails? No. Still none? People work by Twitter. Do they? We get some love on Instagram as well. Do we? Yeah, we do get No, we do get Instagram, obviously. Yeah. So we're on. But that's where you can find us. So yeah, let us know what you think or. If you care. If you care. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Oh, that's so sweet. Richard was touching my leg this whole, this whole time, too. <laughs> I've been calling, you've been. Richard. And we have been. Oh. Three beers in a movie.